Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the weekly weigh-in in 2021. Um, me and Matt are coming at you on a, a nice, cool Thursday night. It's the first time we've recorded, and it feels like probably at least half a year. Um, it feels Matt, like it feels like that because that's exactly what's happened. We haven't we haven't done this since <laughs> what week three of 2020. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while for sure. Um, but we're gonna try and get back at it. Um, on the docket tonight is gonna be going over cutthroat and the um, the revamping of that kind of the new structure and the the auction and some of the changes to it. Um, first and foremost, uh, we lost teeny bop and dom from last year um and that kind of was the eye opener for the fact that we needed to make some changes because we were losing people annually i mean we lost we lost kubi and rudy the year before that and we're just we were losing people too quickly and kind of noticed that just things weren't working out so it probably took us longer than it should have but we eventually came up with the format that we have on the table now and i think it's going to work a lot better i think it's going to take care of some of the the glaring issues from the previous cutthroat league um and it's going to give us all kind of a, a fresh perspective on fantasy as most of us have not been a part of a redraft or keeper version of an auction league so um, i think it could be fun yeah, man, I'm re- I'm really excited about it. You'd kind of said a couple things about like, I think this is gonna work. I think this is gonna be better than what we had. And like, I'm sitting here going, oh, I I know it's gonna work better. Yeah, I know it's gonna be a better experience for everyone. Um, it takes care of a lot of the issues that uh, you know, trading draft picks. How do you rebuild? How do you kind of do all this kind of stuff? Uh, all that is 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 fixed as far as I'm concerned. So um yeah this is for the better uh you know you mentioned a couple people who who bailed um and no hard feelings but i i think it does speak volumes when someone who had left the league you know hears about the new additions to the league and what we're trying to do now and then they join back in yeah so yeah, i think it's in, a testament to kind of the format that we have now and how much better it is with kubi coming back to the league after seeing the changes i think you're spot on there yeah yeah, um, we should probably our, stop stroking each other off and just start explaining now what's going well, on. Well, I just want to introduce our uh, our newest addition is going to be Matt Case. Um, Matt is a cop with me in South St. Paul, one of my good buddies at work and actually outside of work too. Um, so me, him, and Simo work together, and we have uh, Mikey running in here too. I know he's can be easy to forget sometimes, but um, the cops are slowly t- taking over this league. So yeah, um, yeah, we got, uh, we got, a good I'm not even going to make a, a comment or a joke about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got that all off of off air, which is probably, yeah, I, I, I went off for about 10 minutes. I got all my cop jokes out of uh, jokes out of my system. Yeah. Uh, so now, so now we're good. And uh, I just, they were decent jokes. I want to tell out. Matt personally, um, I'm proud of him. I respect him. You've actually um, met Matt. Matt was the cop that was working the night you did your ride along when we uh, when we wrestled with that guy in the back of that taxi. What really? We did the rally. Yeah, Matt was the cop that was there for that. Wrestled the guy in the back of the taxi. 
Remember the guy that played oh, did dead he? and then we brought him to the Sure. The okay, hospital. yes, I, I definitely remember that guy. So well, it was my I, sergeant and then Matt was the other cop that was there. Oh, so I probably didn't talk to him or anything like that. He just showed up, dealt with the dude, then bounced? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like about Matt anyway. He's a... Yeah. I mean, once you get to know him, he's a pretty social guy, but if you don't, he's a... Well, what are you supposed to pretty... do when you're working? I would assume, you, well, you know... Yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation, too, I guess. But, I mean, it doesn't matter the situation for me. I never shut the fuck up. That's true. That is so. true. You, t- you took a call from me tonight to talk about beer that you can't drink during an accident? Or were you uh, coming up to? No, it, I was responding to an accident call. And then I hopped back in my car because I was grabbing business cards for the guy so i could get him out of there and i saw you called so i answered it quick it wasn't like it wasn't like a fatal act like it was a fender bender and i was just grabbing in between his car and a tree and (laughs) yeah it wasn't like that yeah no it was it was minor and it was yeah i just answered it quick but no it was it was all good so uh matt welcome to the league i think matt's going to be a good strong addition he's a very technical guy and i think he'll uh He'll fit right in with this group. Here, Technic- so. We we are looking for technicality in this league, so that's great that he kind of fits that that uh, criteria. Well, we I mean we've seen. What do you him, mean by technical? Uh, technical in the fact that like he's going to read these bylaws and he's going to listen to this podcast and he's going to know exactly how this league works. It's not going to be like some oh, of the fuck. recent. It's, so, it's so he's it's, overqualified, is what you're saying. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's not going to be like some of the recent additions and some of your other leagues where like they just jumped into the draft and had no fucking idea what they were doing and the people who got him involved in the draft didn't give him any explanation. Like Matt, no Matt I'm, will be prepared okay. for this I, I have and he's very excited about this podcast that okay. was he told he told us all that that was his the sell for him was that he got exclusive access to the podcast so oh jesus yeah so um without further ado we'll hop into <laughs> some he's of gonna these. be pumped when we do our next one in 2022 he's gonna be absolutely thrilled <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um so uh happening we'll just we'll just glance through the whole bylaws here um it's going to still be a 14 team setup uh comprised of two divisions uh seven teams in each uh a $50 buy-in $700 pot each year um with roughly 70 bucks going to MFL is that correct Matt uh roughly yep yeah. I, sometimes it varies and i don't know why but I think like when I paid for this league, it was like seventy nine ninety five with okay. the early bird discount. So okay. yes, we'll just we'll go with that. But I don't I don't know why the fluctuation happens. Yeah. So. so just keep that in mind, you guys. So in the bylaws under the payouts, it talks about MFL's fee being, uh, being rough, like a rough estimation. So and that little bit of extra money, whether it comes or goes is going to be taken or uh, taken from or added to first places um, payout just because they have easily the highest payout. Yeah. Yep. Um, our, uh, so how it's going to work is this is going to be an auction style keeper league. Um, and it's also going to have a rookie draft component to it as well. So each year there will be a three round rookie draft following this season. So this is the inaugural year. Every player that is currently in the NFL is eligible to be, um, purchased in the auction. Um, but then next season, once our, uh, once our keepers kick in, uh, there will be a three-round rookie draft each year following um, this year. 
So those uh, those rookie draft pick orders are they are determined based on potential points for non-playoff teams and then the playoff finish for the top teams. Um, Realistically, all that means is like most other leagues, most other dynasty leagues, two separate drafts, right? You, you've got your you've got your inaugural, and then each year you've got your um, your rookie. In this league, we're going to have an auction draft every off off season, but a separate rookie. So that takes care of how do you rebuild in in this league? We're going to have a separate rookie draft. If you, you know, if your team's shit and you want to acquire futures and stuff, you're going to have a rookie draft just for you to be able to do that in. Yep, exactly. And and similar to how those um, rookie drafts work in Dynasty Leagues, that three-round rookie draft is going to be linear. It's not going to be a snake draft. So um, the worst team is going to get the first pick in each round of that rookie draft. So yep. Keep that in mind as well. Um, single player copy auction style keeper league, um, a 22 player roster, which I think is that, is that what the cutthroat was before? Yeah. Yep. That's correct. And then, um, um, unlimited IR. I think at one point we had a a cap on there, uh, how many players you could stash in IR. But, um, for those of you that play in any of my other leagues, uh, if if you've got 14 guys who all get hurt, I don't think you should be penalized and have to start dropping guys because of that. As long as they're on IR and MFL has to be designated by MFL as on IR, um, they can be put on your own IR. So. But that being said, with that unlimited IR, that player has to be on your roster when he's designated to the IR yeah. for him to go on your IR. You can't pick up free agents that are IR just to put them on your IR. Correct. Yep. Um, uh, same as the previous cutthroat, it's going to be a thousand dollar blind bid, which is tradable, and then it's going to be a victory point system for the standings. Uh, three points to the winning team of each regular season game. Uh, two points to the top four scoring teams each week, and then one point will be awarded to each player in the division which wins the majority of the games any given week. So week one, division one wins. Four out of the seven, every player in Division One will receive one victory point for that division victory, which is the same structure of the previous cutthroat. Yeah. Yep. So, um, realistically, big emphasis um, on you know your division versus the other division every single every single week. So, yep. Nothing's really changed there. Um, I, I think. I, I know I heard from a couple people who like that setup. Like that wasn't what was wrong with Cutthroat the first three years. Um, it was, you know, the rebuilding aspect that got just, just too difficult. Um, so we definitely wanted to find a way to make that work. And honestly, honestly, adding Matt and, and Kubi in the last week and making this a 14-team league again, because for a, for a couple weeks there, we were just going to roll with 12. That was going to cause some um, some big changes for for the league, um, but getting those two owners back in, you know, doing a full 14, uh, 14 team league again, it just it made sense to kind of keep a lot of the aspects that worked from Cutthroat the first three years. So absolutely, yeah. And the the one thing it had nothing to do with the setup of division versus division. It just we saw the lopsidedness of the divisions get a little out of hand um, and we've we've 
find a way to mitigate that issue as well with how we're going to align the divisions each year. And we'll chat about that here in, in just a couple minutes. Yep. Um, looking at lineups, it's going to be similar, 10 total starters. Um, the only change is, uh, so it'll, it'll be one to two quarterbacks. So it is a super flex league, um, one to five running backs. The change here is it's going to be two to five wide receivers. It was three to five previously, and then one to five tight ends. So I, I wanted to lower that, um, minimum wide receiver, um, start just so that player or teams could kind of this way you can kind of create your team in, in multiple different ways. I mean, it's not a, not every, in order to be successful, you don't have to have three quality starting wide receivers on your roster. Um, so you can kind of choose different avenues to build your roster off of. Um, it's going to be a PPR decimal scoring uh, decimal to two digits. Um, so, so just super quick. Um, it used to be um, you had to start two running backs and you had to start three wide receivers, correct? And no. now, now we just took away the uh, the we dropped the minimum down to one to five running backs and two to five wide receivers, correct? I I guess I would have to look at the old. I'm pretty bylaws. sure that's the way it was. I'm looking at like old game weeks from last year, and it looks like everyone's starting two running backs in this format so i think that's what we did we just lowered lowered you know the um the minimum uh on both running backs and wide receivers by one so uh to johnny's point it just offers up more uh customization to your lineup each week yep yep absolutely which Um, i think i think in a 14 team league um I, i think that's necessary you know there's definitely, I think every team over the first three years, they had those really strange fucking weeks where they just didn't have enough guys. Um, and they might be, you know, a little loaded at one position and not the other. So giving the option to um, get a little creative with the lineup, I, I think just kind of keeps things more competitive. And I don't and- know. I don't know what the um, the bye weeks for the actual NFL season look like this year. Um, I haven't really looked at anything, but I, you know there was those occasional weeks where you six teams on on the same bye week. Well, in a fourteen team league, you know, like uh, like Cutthroat is, that's that's can really constrict a team if they just happen to have a number of starters all in the same bye week. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying anything that that nobody doesn't under, understand. I don't think, but. Um, uh, that's just the rationale for the lineup change a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in thinking about it, if you lower the starting requirements for the wide receivers and the running backs, it kind of evens out the um, the value of those players, which is going to help with trading, I think, too. It won't make wide receivers more valuable because you need to start more. And I think it'll help some of that, that trading a little bit, too, or at least that's my hope. So, Okay. Yeah, um, that sounds like that. We just talked about the the starting lineup uh, requirements. Um, waivers are going to function the same way as they they have. Um, looking at trading here, so teams are going to be allowed an unlimited number of trades. That's nothing new, um, 
but rostered players, future rookie draft picks up to one year, and blind bid dollars are are all eligible to be traded. Um, but your auction dollars are not eligible to be traded. So we're not you can't trade any of your auction budget. Um, but your blind bid dollars for your your waiver processing, your rookie draft picks, and then any players that you have rostered are all eligible to be traded. Our trade deadline is going to be uh, at 11.59 a.m. Central Time on the Sunday prior to the Week 12 NFL games. Um, so push that, that trade deadline back a little bit. Hopefully that'll help open up some of that trading. Um, and then that, that trade window will close and trading will reopen after the following new league year uh, draft has begun. So once the auction – or once the uh, – are we going to do the auction or the rookie draft first? Rookie, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. So we'll get into the rookie draft once the clock starts for that first pick on the rookie draft. Um, trading can, is open can all open up again. Yep. yep. Um, schedule and divisions, we talked about this a little bit, but each team will play a full 14-week regular season, which is the same as before. But for those of you that aren't up on current NFL events. Um, It is now going to be an 18 week regular season, which adds a week on. Um, So we were able to extend our playoffs by a week, which changes our structure of that a little bit. But uh, for this 14 week regular season, uh, the schedule is going to be a head to head style versus the opposing divisions. So um, if I'm in division one, I'm going to play every team in division two twice throughout the season. And that's going to be my regular season schedule. It's going to be the same for everybody. So you're just going to play your opposing division twice, um, which will consist of 14 games at that point. Um, Looking at the victory points here, uh, we actually, we already went over the victory points up towards the top. Um, The empire pot is going to remain the same as it was. So it's going to be 14 bucks per week. So $1 per team per week is going to go into the empire pot. Um, and then once uh, once a single division sweeps all of their games in a single week against the other division, that di- the winning division will they'll win the Empire Pot and it'll get split evenly among all of the, the winning division. Um, so we had some carryover. No one had won the Empire Pot in the previous uh, cutthroat, and there was 700-some-odd dollars in there um, just with the league reformatting, we decided to use that money to pay for um, all of the existing members league fees this year. So um, outside of Matt, everyone, because they contributed into that previous empire pot, um, their league fee was paid for by the empire pot. So now the empire pot sits at $78 and starting week one, it'll accrue 14 bucks a week until a division wins it. Yeah. Um, for Matt, for Kubi, who has been out of the league for two years, for anyone who doesn't remember, um, we, to the first three years of the league, never had anyone win the Empire Pot. And we had it, we had some really close calls. We had Last year, yeah, there was like three weeks where it was like... Last year was, was nuts, as far as, you're right, I mean, didn't we have one week decided by less than a point? 
I believe I, I, I can't I remember, remember who it was. It might have been Walker or someone um, won a game. Had he he won a game by less than one full point, and had that went the other way, it would have trickled down. I mean, a huge empire pot for for seven of those guys. So yeah, and, I mean, prob- and probably would have irrevocably you know changed how we formed the league as it is right now because we would not had an empire pot to play with you know right so um yeah so again it hasn't happened yet we're waiting for it we've had a ton of weeks where six out of the seven uh teams in one division win and just that one last team owner cannot get it done so um it creates some some cool shit each week yep absolutely um looking at the the playoff structure here um so like i talked about with that added team or that added week into the regular season um it gives us the ability to extend our uh our playoffs to weeks 15 16 and 17 and then week 18 will be um not used because that'll be the nfl's like rest week for all the playoff teams so uh, playoffs will be 15, 16, and 17, so it'll be the typical six teams making that top playoff bracket with the two uh, the two top teams or the top team in each division, or is it just the no, it'll be the two top teams, correct? Uh, just the two. Actually, no. I, I th- Why'd you ask this in the middle of a podcast, John? I, I didn't think about it. So I, I would say it would be the two top teams based on victory points because I yeah, mean, re- realistically, I mean, it could be the majority of teams from realistically, it could be all six teams from one division making the the empire or making the, the top bracket if if that were the case. So it would be well, the yeah, two. First off, you got to stop saying top bracket because it's the only bracket. We're not doing right. a middle tier or a bottom yes. tier playoff. So anymore, the playoffs. So. So yeah, yeah, yeah so the that's the way it'll two, work. The top two teams that earn uh, the top two victory point earning teams from the regular season will earn first round buys, um, and it'll just be a typical standard 16. playoff structure that everyone I'm sure uses nowadays. So yep, absolutely. Um, looking at um, the alignment of the divisions each season, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take the first and second place finishing teams from. Um, from the prior season, and they are going to actually draft their their divisions. So um, even if they came from the same division the season prior, they're going to be split apart, and they're going to draft the two divisions based on who they like and the rosters. And I mean, there's a multitude of factors, but yeah. yeah. Well, one thing to note there, um, we are going to have that little mini draft of the divisions. We're going to have that after the auction um, the free agent auction ends each year. So they will not be drafting um, speculatively on, you know, what is this team going to do with his draft picks and his, you know, his auction. They are going to have the full the full story as far as that, that how that team was created. So that's going to be a deep in the process every single year. Honestly, if, if the auction doesn't start till early to mid-August every single year, excuse me, early to mid-July every single year. That means it's getting done um, early to mid-August every single year, and training camps are just getting underway. So that's how deep into the um, offseason the drafting of divisions will be in this league, which I think, again, I think, you know, some of this is to combat 
old rules, how lopsided it got, how tough it was going to be to kind of unwind some of the shit that we had laid the groundwork for for three years. This is in response to that. This, I think, keeps divisions as fair as they can possibly possibly be year to year, right? Yeah, yeah, you I... know that that was that was going to be a huge problem in year four and five of Cutthroat is this super super division created that was you know going to be really tough to ever undo, and now you've got seven owners going. It's a lame duck. I, I gotta really, I gotta go ten and three just to make the playoffs because of victory points and structure that way, right? So yep. this this combats that, I think. Yep, I would agree. Um, I think really outside of the auction, can you think of anything else we need to cover? Um, no. So the so the auctions, the big th- well, yeah. So first off, again, just talking, making sure people understand two separate um, drafts after this inaugural one. You've got your rookie draft, which is linear, three rounds, just rookies. And then you've got your free agent draft, which is the remainder, right? Um, Heading into this draft that we have started next week, uh, everything's all in the same pot. Everyone starts with 200 virtual fake currency dollars to build the roster. You do not have to max out your team at 22 roster spots. If you only auction and win 15, that's fine. Then you just start adding players once, you know, uh, the waiver process begins before the season, right? Um, How the auction actually works, um, this is something that Steve brought up in GroupMe two days ago now. Just wanted like a mock uh, auction to be started so he could kind of play around with it, which I thought was a really good idea. Um, so far, it's only been me and two others to take a peek and actually place an auction bid on someone or put someone up for auction. Um, there is an auction draft tab on the right-hand side. Once you open that is where you actually place your bids and stuff. It's pretty easy. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue, but please take advantage of the fact that this is open right now because the last thing you want to be doing is trying to figure this shit out uh, the morning of the auction. So um, players will remain um, on an auction for 12 hours. Um, If a new high bid comes in, it resets the clock to 12 hours. So for you crazy guys that work overnights, uh, who work these long shifts and stuff, you're kind of covered that way. Um, as long as you can log in and check twice a day, basically, you'll have the option to nab anyone that you want, to extend the auction on anyone that you want. Um, so hopefully this works out well. Um, Johnny and I did this in a league uh, two years ago, um, the same kind of format. What they had to do is once the draft started kind of... Um, uh, teetering out a little bit um they they had to uh you know shorten the clock down to eight hours or allow teams to start putting more guys up for bid at once and that kind of stuff um because we will be running into the issue where all right it's been four weeks and now training camps are about to open and we still have you know uh, some auction going on we don't want this to filter into you know week three of the preseason and shit so um After this inaugural draft, uh, what the draft will look like for all future seasons 
is this is kind of where that hybrid um, terminology comes from with the league title, because uh, this isn't a dynasty league, and it's also not really a keeper league. Um, do you want to explain how the um, uh, the the keeping will go? Everyone's going to keep five for free, and then what? Yeah, so um, each team will keep five five players on their team or from their previous year for free. You have to keep five. So you need to make sure you have five players in your team that are worthy of keeping or that you feel comfortable keeping. Um, after those five are kept, you can opt, opt to keep zero to three additional players. Um, but just know that there will be a cost uh, with those players. And we haven't come on a, con- a concrete number yet. The number we've thrown out there right now is 25% of your total budget. So $50 basically per additional player you choose to keep. So if you want to keep eight players from the adi- or the previous year, it's going to cost you 75% of your budget or 150 of your $200. Um, but it can be played different ways um and again that 25 percent is concrete we haven't landed on that i'll tell you that it's going to be at least 25 percent per player um but what we've we there's some other things in consideration because it's not going to just be five players on your team because you're going to have rookies and things like that as well so i mean say you kept your five and then you had your three your three rookie picks you're up to eight players and then you want to keep three additional you're up to uh what is it 11 um so you have half of your your team set up already um so we're, we're looking at that number a little bit harder um it's going to be at least well, 25 we gotta we might have to edit some of this out because th- that got really fucking confusing <laughs> That got, that got, I was confused listening to you talk about this. I, I, I think just basically, I mean, listen, you're going to walk into every single draft with five guys. You can keep a maximum up to eight, three more guys. Those three guys are going to cost you anywhere from 20, uh, 25% of your budget to 75% of your budget. Boom. That that's the long that's the long and short of it. So I I think when you were talking about rookies, I mean we're gonna have the rookie draft before this draft. So you so some some teams are gonna have you know rookie players, but they're not gonna be counted towards any of this. Right, right? but I they'll mean, be counted towards your roster. Right, of course. Why wouldn't they? Well, yeah. So just the consideration of amount of money left in your auction, but like your auction budget versus the amount of players you have left to draft. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that <laughs> that that got super fucking confusing. Sorry, I started. I, I wouldn't have even. I wouldn't have even hit on any of that. Yeah, of any, I was, yeah, I I got stuck in my own head there, just trying to work my way through it. And <laughs> it was probably not the proper time to do it. <laughs> I also wasn't ready to move on from the auctions, so I yeah, it took me took me uh took me by surprise. I well, um, well now I'm feeling lazy, and I think I'll probably just keep this in, and this uh, hopefully is humorous to people. Well, but le- legitimately, you're you're gonna head into the off season auction draft already drafted your rookies, right? So you're gonna have your five vets. And you're going to have, I don't know, anywhere from zero to, let's say, six or seven rookies. I mean, it, I think varies a little bit, right? But those rookies, they don't factor into any of this whatsoever. All they factor into is, like you said, the amount of roster space you have to work with, right? 
So if you've got seven rookie picks and you kept five free agents like you're supposed to, that's already 12 of your 22 players. So your budget, you're only having to worry about how do I fit 10 more players onto my roster? That's all you're saying right there. Right. All I'm saying is of your $200, you know, $200 you get to spend for your auction, you've already got five guys on your team, five veterans, let's call them, right? And you can you can keep three more at 75% of your budget. You can keep one, two, or three, obviously. It, it depends, but it's all a 25% incremental increase into your budget. So if you want eight veterans from your kick-ass team last year, you're going to walk into that auction draft with, what do we say, 50 bucks? Yeah. To, yeah, to fill the rest of your roster out. So you got to be okay with, hey, these eight guys plus whatever rookies I got, it's going to be good enough for me because I, I can't go out there and, and throw – you know, 50 bucks on, you know, on some crazy ass veteran. Cause you just, you don't have the money to do so. So. Absolutely. All right. No, sorry for getting that all confused. Yeah. Um, that was nuts. I was nuts. <laughs> sorry. I was, I wasn't ready to leave the, the auction portion of it. Cause I want to talk about the proxy bidding a little bit. What about the proxy bidding? Do you want to talk about? Well, cause I don't think people necessarily know what that is. And how it's going to work. So so, basically, yeah, Johnny has, uh, he wants to hop in on on an auction. I put uh, Carson Wentz up for a buck. And that is currently the winning, winning bet, right? Johnny hops in, he throws down 10 bucks for Carson Wentz. Well, all it's going to take is $2 to win Carson Wentz right now. Because we just do these little dollar increments, right? So Johnny's bid is $10, but he's only going to have to spend two at this moment, right? So I hop back in and I want Carson Wentz and I say, I'm going to throw $5 on Carson Wentz. So I bid five, except because of Johnny's proxy bid, which is at $10, it's going to automatically throw the next available bid in for him, which will be $6 to win Carson Wentz now. And that's just how it flows throughout. So all those different bids reset the clock on Carson Wentz. So now we're at 12 more hours of, of waiting around to see if, if $6 is going to win. If Matt Case hops in and bids $8 on Carson Wentz, that's still not going to be enough. It's going to raise Johnny's bid to 9 because, again, his his proxy bid was at 10 So yep. it just keeps working that way. I think, is that what they call it, like eBay? That's basically how eBay works, right? You know? I, I um, have no idea. You don't know? Okay. Right. Um, and then my other question for you, and I guess this could have been clarified prior, but um, are there is there going to be a limit to how many players a team can nominate at a time? Ah, uh, yes, yes. So to start, every team can nominate up to three. Okay. So fourteen times three is uh, forty-two. Forty-two. There you go. So. To start, there can be a max of 42 going at once. Now, again, in, in my history with auctions on MFL, um, typically not every team gets gets hops on at 9 a.m. on draft day and not three. So typically it's never that max number at 42, but it'll be around, you know, 35 to start. And then, like I mentioned, as we get towards the end of the draft, when some teams are tapped out, they've got no more money to spend, all that kind of shit, we'll, we'll up those, those quantities. We'll, we'll allow teams to start nominating up to five. We'll reduce the clock from 12 to eight. Do that kind of shit to speed up the end of the draft. Okay. So. Awesome. 
Um, I can't think of anything else. No. Um, I Like I said, I just urge everyone to go out and play with the auction a little bit. Um, I am going to lock this down uh, over the weekend again uh, so I can clear the teams and clear all that kind of shit out, make sure we're back at square one. Yep. So you've got a couple more days to play with it, but please go out there. Like I said, I know Kubi went out there, I went out there, and I think Jeff placed a, a, a bid on on someone today. So that's three of the 14 owners in this league has went out there and tried out auction. And from what I understand, you are the only other person that has auctioned on NFL before. So um, I definitely want to see those numbers increase. Cause like I said, no one wants to be worrying about how does this shit work on draft day morning. So, yeah. And I, and I just hopped on and I'm looking at it here and I saw like you had a $6 winning bid on Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I like, for example, here I threw seventy bucks at Christian McCaffrey. Well, Matt's proxy bid must have been forty, so I currently have Christian McCaffrey at forty-one bucks. So it's a good good time to go in and just see how that works. Place a bid on somebody, see what it's going to take to to win a proxy bid or get your proxy up and get a player uh, claimed and, and stuff like that. Um, Another thing to keep in mind, though, is I don't believe the MFL apps are auction friendly. I tried looking around on MFL Platinum today. I couldn't find anything for the auction draft. So um, I would just, if I were you guys, I would log on to MFL on your like mobile browser and you can do it from there. You'll have to figure out how to navigate it. Just take and this would probably also be a good time to figure out how to do it on your mobile. Um, but take the time to, to check on there and just keep that handy. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's crazy how little of work this takes to do on on mobile nowadays. Yeah. Um e- even Cutthroat currently I mean it's built to look friendly on mobile. So I'm on Google Chrome right now on my iPhone and I mean it 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 works very very easy. It's got everything kind of um partitioned off to work well on mobile. So this this shouldn't be an op, uh, an issue for anyone I don't think. Um, but, uh, like I said, please, please uh, go out there and play around with it first. And if you've got questions, please, please bring it up. So, um, I'm obviously here to answer questions throughout the draft and stuff for sure. And, um, that's the nice thing about these 12 hour timers is, you know, something doesn't work right, or there's an issue. We, we got half a day to figure it out. Whereas, you know, normal drafts, sometimes you don't have the luxury of that, that amount of time. So, um, please bring up any issues to me in chat or via text or what have you. Yep, absolutely. I'm available too. I'm actually, I work days now, so I'm awake during the day and can answer questions too. So. Okay. Is that, does that offer go just for fantasy football or can, you know, I call no, I, chat about I, some shit. I answer life questions. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm ordained, so I probably qualified to like answer marital questions, stuff like that. So. Are you really? Yeah. I, <laughs> I did. I, I officiated Tony's wedding last summer. Oh my God. Yeah, you did. Holy <laughs> shit. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I'm Jack of all trades. I, I wear many hats. I guess. I guess. So. Um, yeah, this honestly, as, as we're talking through it, this might not be a, a super thrilling episode, but um, hopefully it just kind of gleans you in on to what we changed here with this league. And 
Um, I don't know. I'm really excited about it because, like we said, I, I think this deals with a lot of the problems of the first three years of the league. Um, but it keeps thematically, it, it keeps the heart of it, which I think is pretty cool because I, I don't think that part was ever the the issue with Cutthroat. So no, I don't think so. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, gentlemen, um, this was fun. Uh, looking forward to getting back into doing this on a regular basis. So uh, you let's, guys not, have... let's not let's not overcommit ourselves. We'll we'll do this. Looking forward to doing this from time to time with you. Looking forward, yeah, as much as like we can, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. That was fun. All right, well, you guys, uh, you guys have, have a good rest of your summer. All right. See you next week. How do you end the Craig chat? I'm doing it now.